There's nothing really interesting about turning 30, is there? Uh, no. Well, now The Simpsons is 30 years old. Today on Writers Get Animated, we talk about The Simpsons turning 30. Stay tuned. Good day and welcome to Writers Get Animated, a podcast about storytelling and animation, and more often than not, The Simpsons. Once again, I'm Mackenzie Worrell. And I'm Chris Leva. Today we're talking about The Simpsons turning 30, and no, we're not talking about the 28 seasons of The Simpsons to date. Before that, there were the Simpsons shorts on The Tracy Ullman Show, which are still relatively hard to find. I don't think they're on Simpsons World. They, they are not on Simpsons World. They most certainly are not. However, there are pieces of them shown in episodes of The Simpsons. or allude, There's things that where they allude to them. And there's actually one during a Simpsons spinoff spectacular, I believe, in one of the seasons where Troy McClure introduces um, one of them. And you get to actually see one good the short Good Night, which was the first Tracy Ullman episode of The Simpsons. Or I guess episode of The Simpsons ever. First ever, ever. So, yeah. And I can say I had seen a couple of these a long time ago. Um, even outside of the ones that are actually in the show, but I've never watched all of them, and it's a little bit sad for me because this is the last Simpsons that I haven't watched in the world since I watch every Sunday still whenever there's a new one. So it's a little bit strange to be seeing all of it. I'm like uh, Desmond on Lost who's reading all of Charles Dickens but saves Oliver Twist until his deathbed because he just doesn't want to finish Charles Dickens. That's me with the Simpsons shorts. <laughs> so... Just so everyone knows, if they want to go watch Good Night, it's part of the episode, The Simpsons 138th Episode Spectacular, which is the 10th episode of the 7th season. So on the Season 7 DVD, or on Simpsons World, if you go into Season 7, Episode 10, you can find it there and watch it along with basically other clips. Clip show. Fun clip show. So, question for you. Had you seen these before the Simpsons show started? Yes, I had. I did all watch... All of them? Not all of them. Um, I did watch the Tracy Ullman show to see them. That, they, that was really the only reason I watched the Tracy Ullman show. One, because I was probably uh, younger than the people who they wanted watching the Tracy Ullman show... And um, two, because I think a lot of the humor was going way over my head. But um, it, I did enjoy actually having and seeing Dan Castellaneta and Julie Kavner in person as, you know, acting through the Tracy Ullman show and then to hear them on The Simpsons in those shorts. So it was interesting to see them that, that way in both forms. Hmm. I don't think I've ever seen the Tracy Ullman show, so I can't speak to that part. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember watching a lot of it, and 
just waiting for there to be a commercial so that they would show a portion of The Simpsons. Because <laughs> they were really quirky and they were really funny. And um, it started in... As James L. Brooks approached Matt Groening after he received a copy of um, some comics of Life in Hell, the comics that Matt Groening was doing at the time. And they asked him to create these bumpers for the Tracy Ullman show. Would you create these? You can do whatever you want. We just need something to go in there. And usually they were little silly things. They didn't mean anything, but... It's like, can they be artful? Can they make something that's interesting? Can they be fun on their own? And Matt Groening didn't want to ruin his established world and characters of life and hell. So I think he either jokingly or seriously said that he took about 15 minutes and came up with the characters from The Simpsons by using his family members' names and just creating this family of characters. Yeah, it's not based on his family but i'm sure like like all good storytelling while it may not the characters may not be the people in your real life i'm sure a lot of the events are drawn from things in your real life and it does feel those early shorts feel very much like little pieces of a somebody's real childhood or something that really happened in a childhood they don't feel like um, plotted. They just feel like small little events. There's not a lot of character work that goes into them in terms of character change because they're meant to be maybe in total a full quote episode might end up being a minute and a half of animation. They're late night TV era parables. Mm-hmm. That's a good way of describing them. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think part of it is, you might expect like a, I don't know, um, like some kind of like Sunday school, early morning animation, one minute parable about like what to do. You might want a cookie from the cookie jar, but here's why you shouldn't take it. And instead it's the parable about the modern family, not the ABC show, um, but about Mm -hmm. the modern family and how it really works when you take a cookie from the cookie jar. Mm Mm-hmm. You're going to steal them and eat them all, then feel bad because you ate all the cookies. And it, it does feel, and this is nothing against the Simpsons as the show itself. It feels a little bit more real because the characters haven't been defined by their various tropes yet. Yeah. I think especially Lisa is fascinated by it because she's not a brainiac vegetarian child prodigy. No, she's just a younger sister. Yeah, she's Bart's audience. Like, everything that he does is because she egged him on or he's doing it to impress her. Mm-hmm. And Homer isn't the accident-prone doofus, for lack of a better word, that we get in the series... He's just a dad with bad jokes, um, a dad who kind of gets easily distracted by other things going on that aren't his children, and is not out to get his kids, but 
he's very noble. He wants to be the pinnacle of family. He wants to be the shining family on the hill for other families to look up to. Right. And he can't ever achieve that. Because you can't really control three kids. Yeah, let alone, like, can't. he's not perfect either. Right. So you get a lot of things, but the, these characters are not... I think it's very jarring if maybe you've started watching The Simpsons around season 11 and modern Simpsons is all you know, and you go back and watch the these original shorts. It's going to be a jarring experience. <laughs> and there are hints of new Simpsons, or like modern Simpsons, in the original shorts. Mm-hmm. I had started off watching them in order. I didn't finish all of them, but I watched probably like 40 of them or so of the 48. Oh, goodness. Wow. Good job. I mean, it's, it's like 45 minutes of time. Oh, <laughs> it's I know. Like two regular episodes of Simpsons. <laughs> um, and you hear things like I made note watching them in order. Like the first one, the good night, I'm like, this is so very different than anything Simpsons now. And then... Um, but there's one moment in it, like Homer laughs in Goodnight, and it's the exact same laugh current Homer has in the show. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is weird, because this is the one thing that has stuck around for 30 years. Is this laugh. Yeah, that laugh. Um, also missing is most of the side cast to Springfield. Right. For most of the shorts at the beginning, it's just The Simpsons, and the first episode with another character is a funeral director. <laughs> which feels very appropriate. Although I know Krusty comes in at some point in these, but I didn't see the Krusty one. Yeah, I didn't see the Krusty one. I did see one with a family psychologist. Not Dr. Marvin Monroe? No, not Dr. Marvin Monroe. That's disappointing. Yeah. But uh, Bart was eating all the mints from, from the doctor. He's like, And then the doctor finally sharts at Bart. Uh, and shouts? Shouts. Did I say sharts? You did say shouts. <laughs> it's a very uh, different kind of short. Yeah, yeah. It's like, ooh. I was like, I certainly hope I didn't say shart. I feel like I said shout. But, uh, <laughs> goodness. Um, yes. So he shouts at Bart. He shouts at Bart, and Bart <laughs> essentially spits the mints back into the bowl. And then he shouts again, and then the rest of the family comes to his defense. And it's just, it was just funny to see, because at this point, it, it, was, it seems like a later one. But at this time, the Simpsons are starting to get this reputation as being a bad influence, as bad, subversive thing as opposed to the very, very early ones, early shorts, where they're just normal family doing a couple of normal things. Like, Good Night, which we can talk about, is just really innocuous, to be honest. But I think it is, it's subversive because they're not perfect. And I think at this point, like, so many television families and animated families are still perfect and, like, the wholesome 50s American ideal. True. And this is two and a half kids in suburban America, and they're not perfect. Because Goodnight is innocuous, but they're also telling their kids these stories that gives them nightmares. 
So it's a normal family, but it's also the parents, like, accidentally being bad parents. Right. But trying to do things by the book. Yeah. So it's Homer trying to... So Homer and Marge are putting the kids to bed. Homer is putting Bart to bed. And Bart asks, what is the mind? (laughs) You know, is it just a mass? Is it connections? What is the mind? And Homer just has this really, I think, of a funny answer. He's just like, what is the mind? No matter. (laughs) What is matter? Never mind. mind. You know, he just starts, and he laughs at his own, like, oh, wait, that's kind of clever. And he's like, good night, you know, and Bart's just lies awake a little bit longer, still confused. And then we get Marge, who's saying, good night, Lisa, you know, sleep tight and everything and just sweet. Thanks. Good night, mom. It's like, don't let the bed bugs bite like bed bugs. And you see Lisa lying awake, worried now about bed bugs. And then the third one is the most extreme version, which I think is the, probably the more fun because it, it actually animates rocket by baby. Which, when you see it, it's horrifying. Yes. So, would you like to talk about what happens? Well, yeah, they show, they're singing Rockabye Baby to Maggie as she's in her cradle, and Maggie imagines the whole thing, literally, of the words of Rockabye Baby. Like, when the bow breaks, the baby, the cradle will fall, down will come baby, cradle, and all, something like that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's... Like, yes, ostensibly and objectively, they're singing a goodnight song to their baby, which is a good parenting thing to do. But when you think about the words, like, this is a horrible thing to say to your baby. You were falling. You were falling. And just that (laughs) look on Maggie's face with her mouth wide open, pacifier a foot away from her face, you know, in a silent scream as this... (laughs) Crib is falling at a massive speed. And then just Marge saying goodnight as if she's, you know, soothed the child. But she just really freaked her out. Yep. She's really freaking out, man. (laughs) Thank you, Clumsy. Mm. Uh, um, And then Homer and Marge in bed just thinking about, and I think Homer says this, says, we must be the best parents in the world. <laughs> and then all the kids come running in because they can't sleep and they want to stay in that bed. And they all get in the adult's bed and go to sleep. And I think coming down from having put your child to bed and having what you perceive to be a really nice bedtime, you do start to feel like maybe I'm not bad at this. Maybe I'm okay. Like bedtime can be a great equalizer in terms of I can, I think I'm a good bedtime means I'm not as bad as I think I am. Terrible bedtime is I think that I'm probably going to keep walking out the front door and get, I, I need to go out for a pack of cigarettes, oh, uh, <coughs> which is what we're That's where that cough came from. Yeah. That's the cough, which is what, what my wife, um, Dr. Rochelle, Simpsons expert, 
has often said, like, I'm going to go out for a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> Knowing that, it, of course, it's the Simpsons quote of Nelson's father. Not, yeah. He said he was going out to get a packet of cigarettes and he never came back. Well, I think in later years, it's he went out for a pack of cigarettes and he came back and he smoked one then walked out that door forever. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really funny that even in our parenting is defined by Simpsons quotes. <laughs> but, but a lot of the early shorts, like we're saying, one, because for necessity of time, a minute and a half, you don't have a lot of time for character and story. You may have over doing 40 of these, you may have end up with being able to build character into things. But in a minute and a half, you're really just doing a, a single gag, working towards one single payoff. Well, it's each of the three to four bumpers has their own small joke, but they build towards one big joke. And it's like, if you see a sketch show or an SNL, they have this concept of the runner, which is like a recurring short segment that you see again and again, often done in threes because comedy. So it'll be like, you'll see the sketch one time and it does one thing. And then you see the second time and it does the same joke in a slightly different way. And you see the third time and it subverts the previous two times into a bigger third funny joke. And that's kind of what these Simpsons shorts are. They're just little runners through the Tracy Ullman show. Mm-hmm. Which other one should we um, talk about? Well, I think building off that, you have called out like Bart's Jump or Leap or whatever it's called. And I think that's exactly a runner. It's three jokes of how Bart can jump off the table and not get caught. Well, I, I think it ends up being about four or five times. It's not, it even, it's not even a threefer. It goes on <laughs> as a runner. There must have been a lot of commercials in that episode. But it's essentially... Bart standing on a table and Homer coaxing him to jump because Homer wants to help Bart not be afraid of falling. So he says, come on, leap, leap boy. And he, he leaps and he doesn't jump far enough to end up into Homer's arms. And he ends up hitting his head on the floor. And it's like, what you call that a leap? And then he tries again the second time and he, and he's like, look, I've, you've always been afraid of falling on your head, even as a baby. <laughs> Which I think is a line that you missed. <laughs> <laughs> I did miss that one. You were right. Even as a baby, you know, you were afraid of falling on your head. So he's like, so jump. And then um, he does. And there's something else where Homer turns around and misses something and Bart falls and hits his head. And then the third time he's like, no, I, I'm, my head is still hurt from the last two times. <laughs> it's like, you then you will have leapt or leaped. He's like, wait, what's the past tense of leap? And so Homer does something which is totally not in his character from modern Simpsons time. He goes to get the dictionary <laughs> to look up what the past tense of leap is. And he's like, well, what do you know? It's it's both. Leap and let. Both are right. And at this point, Bart's already on the floor, having jumped and fallen and hit his head a third time. It just keeps going, going from there. 
Uh, but it's that, one simple joke. Would you say that's your favorite one of what you've seen? I don't know, but Jack laughed at that. He he came over as I was watching some of them on my iPad. And he heard like cartoon voices and he came over and I was like, should I be showing these to him? I don't as long know. as he doesn't want to reenact that one, you're good. But he 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 laughed like he he laughed like crazy. He thought it was the funniest thing. And it is funny, and it gets really, really cartoony. Because at one point, I think on the third or fourth fall, Bart's heads, Bart's eyes come out of his head. (laughs) Like they bounce his little balls out of his eye sockets and then bounce back in. Like it gets really, really cartoony in that sense. And that's something that modern Simpsons doesn't have as much. They're very much solid pieces you know they're not as malleable as they were in the early simpsons episodes yeah i think overall the simpsons has evolved to and this is weird to be less cartoony mm-hmm. in a weird but, way yeah they also like don't have the same mission i think the mission of the simpsons now is to be funny um whereas before in early simpsons it's definitely about like being a subversive family and kind of subverting what the idea of a good family is with irony and weird one-liners. Mm-hmm. Like one that I love is family dinner. Tell us about family dinner. So in family was- dinner, they're all just trying to sit down and have a good meal. And they, I forget all the different runner jokes of it, but they're just, they can't have a successful, good family dinner at the table. Uh, but so there's one point, like let's sit down and eat like a normal family. And Bart says, yeah, you slobs is something. And they're all, like, getting food everywhere. Or this one, I think the last one is, like, okay, this is a dinner time. It's time for communication. And then one of them says, turn on the TV. And so they turn on the TV. And that's the only way they have a happy dinner is watching TV. Mm-hmm. Which feels a little too real, I think. A little too real, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. And where for you, where... Does family dinner lie in terms of style and character style? Uh, I I think family dinner is still pretty early in the shorts. um, But at that point, they've more or less solidified into like the first season Simpsons look for the most part. Mm. Because I know that if you're just looking at it, the early Simpsons shorts, the first few you're going to be thrown by how spiky and sharp and angular they are. Um, one might call them uh, crude, I would think, is a word to describe the, the drawings of them, especially Lisa's design. I think Lisa, yeah. I think Lisa's design is the one that gets me a little bit more. Um, but in a small short I saw with Matt Groening, he talked about he always thought that they would fix his drawings in post-production. I don't know what that means. And it was he's like, look, I'm just drawing it, and then they'll fix it and make it better when they go to actually animate it. But apparently he's like, it looks like they just traced what he sent them. And that's what they did. Like, oh, okay, this is what you want. All right. And so 
And I don't know if somewhere down the point it's like, well, let's make them a little bit, <laughs> a little bit easier on the eyes and solidify them and get them to a little bit more of a model. I like the, that we can look back on young Matt Groening and laugh at how naive he was. <laughs> he was he was silly the guy, but it was his first animated thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure that he had been wanting to do something like that, but it was his first thing that he had done. And, I mean, Bart's design also, Bart is round in Simpsons. He does have a little bit of a, you know, 10-year-old's belly. Mm -hmm. But in this, he's like, he's a thick little kid in the original Tracy Ullman shorts. And Lisa, she's a little big too, but her nose is the thing that was striking for me. Her nose takes up like most of her face. Well, I think they, they play with kind of like the, the stretch and snap of animation here, certainly. Like the making faces one. And there's another one where Maggie like uses something that's not her pacifier and has like this crazy face for a second as she's sucking on it. And so their faces aren't just like not the faces you have now in Simpsons. It's they do more. They're not like cartoon expressive. They're comic expressive true and they brought a little bit of that back in things like where uh, the modern simpsons episode where homer has his heart attack mm. and you know mr burns is firing him and he grabs at his heart and his face goes into these wonky like seizing little moments and you have these faces that homer's making but you don't get that kind of graphic embellishment <laughs> um, in the later ones. Not as often. No. no, especially the new ones. It's like here they're they're treated like live actors for the most part. Right. Or they, they could do it in CG and not and be fine. As someone who still follows The Simpsons, some seasons begrudgingly this season. Uh, <laughs> they don't you live up to their full potential sometimes. Yeah. But what's another one that you you thought was interesting in terms of as it's starting to define these characters? Because as we talked about it, their characters have not, their personalities have not been defined in these shorts as we know them. We We don't, see Homer and Marge as much in the shorts? Did they come back in the later ones a little bit more as a family? I think so. There's definitely much more as a family. Like, at first, there's, like, the one or two where they're all together, then a lot of them, it's the kids, and then, like, one of the parents checking in occasionally. And then evolves into, like, one with the kids and the parents. Like, they go to the aquarium with Homer and the kids. Which is a funny one. That's a funny one. And then there were more family ones. One of my favorites actually is, and this is my favorite thing, spoilers, um, the Pagans one. I don't know if I caught that one. I think their car breaks down or something. And so like they're working to fix it. Then the kids come up and like, mom, dad, we're Pagans. They're just wearing like leaves and they're doing like dances and they're running away from (laughs) Marge and Homer as they try to catch them doing Pagan dances on the side of the road. (laughs) I was like, this I'm I'm really into. This is such like a 
misbehaving kids thing to do and the parents react perfectly naturally like no stop get away from there don't be on the side of the road don't let people see you <laughs> it's it's not like what you're doing is wrong it's don't let people see you right don't 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 <laughs> where are your clothes what are you doing <laughs> I looked away for two minutes, and you've completely <laughs> devolved. What, what are you doing? Yeah. And so I think it speaks to more of a reality of the, a situation than anything. So if you look at something like Bart and Lisa, that relationship is really different in the Tracy Ullman shorts because they're, in some ways, they're equals. Lisa's not smarter or put you know she's not put upon as she's smart and bart's dumb or he's an underachiever or any you don't get any of those qualifications at this time you just get here's an older brother here's a younger sister mm. and you get to see them fighting about what they're watching on tv mm. yeah those and, are good ones so you get to see them fighting and and the fight is them in a ball of smoke and limbs coming out like good old fashioned cartoon fighting just a just a dust ball with random arms and legs coming out with this is too expensive to sounds. animate this is difficult let's just do the ball of of dust being kicked up by them basically and then maggie coming in to change the channel and then hey we were watching that what are you doing don't change it and then like, they go so back fighting to fighting to get one of them to change the channel. Right. It's like, just change it. You change it. No, you change it. And then Maggie changes it. It's like, hey, we were watching that. <sighs> she changes it back. You change it. No, you change it. So it just it just goes to of a, a more re, real place in terms of situation. Yeah. A little bit more grounded and a little bit simpler. It's like these weird, absurd twists on problems you actually have in a modern late 1980s American household. Yeah. Well, well so said. We're talking about like you and I both like the ones it seems where that's more the families all together in one of them. Mm -hmm. Do you have any of these shorts that you think are um, quintessential? Quintessential. Well, For early Simpsons. Uh, you have to see good night. Yeah, you have to. I think you have to see something like, just to get a good idea of things, there's the Simpson, There's the episode where um, Homer is having Bart catch a football. I'm sure you saw that one. And yes, frosty chocolate milkshakes. <laughs> exactly. If you catch this, we'll go out for some frosty chocolate milkshakes. Which is a recurring reward in all these shorts, I noticed, but is not in the main Simpsons show at all. No, but I think that's true. Everyone does have the default reward as a parent. <laughs> yes. We will go to the store and you can pick out something. We will go here and you can do something. Mine is like, we could watch a Mickey Mouse Clubhouse episode or something. You know, we could, that's, that's the reward. Or, or maybe we'll go to graders. Who knows? We'll go do something. Yeah. But I think to understand a little bit of the kinds of stories they don't do anymore, 
it's a quintessential episode. Um, I think there's a, a good episode. The Barp Burp contest <laughs> is quintessential. I think you really you you get to understand how they're just kids being kids, but also you have Marge worried about appearances because no one's watching them in their house. Yeah, she just wants them to learn how to behave all the time. Right. It's like no one's seeing them having this burp contest. It's not hurting anybody, but she is so disgusted by it happening that she has to come in and say, stop it. (laughs) No burping in this house. Yeah, Marge is definitely a lot stricter with house rules and appearances in these shorts. Yeah, she's she's um, stern in the shorts. She's really um, she hits yeah. the rules really hard. It's like in the show itself, she does it because keeping a good house makes her happy, and here it's like she feels obligated. Yeah, and she kind of has to because Homer's not around, and when he is, he just adds to the burp contest. <laughs> I think the hypnotism one is also good and shows you a room in the Simpsons house that has never existed since then. I think having rooms that don't exist except in a single episode is a good trope to have. <laughs> there is the one with the psychiatrist that I was talking about, the family psychiatrist, mm-hmm. which I think if you want to see... The World versus The Simpsons. That's a good one to check out. I haven't seen that one yet, so I'll have to. Okay. I do, like I mentioned, the Krusty one, I didn't see. I want to see that. Because, uh, like, certainly the first episode of the first season of The Simpsons actual TV show picks up where the shorts left off. It's not a beginning. If you know, like the adopting Santa's little helper, it doesn't feel like a beginning. It feels like there's more to this world that's already happened, and there is. Mm-hmm. There's all Although these they, shorts. Yeah, they hardly ever reference the shorts, except as like a look how much we've changed, Ghost of Simpsons past kind of thing. Right. There was the Treehouse of Horror that had the old design Simpsons haunting the new Simpsons. Yeah. Or when they took it, they were looking through old family pictures, I guess, and. You saw old Bart and old Homer. Yes. Which was, that's, it's just fun to have those gags of, this is what we, we've come from. And after 30 years, of course, characters are going to change. Although I feel like there's been less change in the past six years in terms of design and other things. Yeah, like their HD digital asset change, like, we're good. We don't need to change. I think once they hit the movie, mm-hmm. they hit two things. They hit the Simpsons movie, they hit season 20, and then they went to HD. Those three things together just brought it all and solidified it a little bit more into its own thing. And the Simpsons movie tried to do things a little more cartoony. So it's like, look at the old Simpsons roots. Mm-hmm. But but have the character design and 
um, the sheen, for lack of a better word, of modern Simpsons together. So it's just a little, as much as it works, it's also a little jarring. Yes. <laughs> but we're not talking about that. But <laughs> We could do a Simpsons movie at some point. But I think that's that's the place where if we had flags for design, we have the Tracy Ullman shorts, which evolve within themselves to get to the first episode of The Simpsons. And then there's season one, season two, Simpsons design. And then three, four, five, and then it goes on sort of throughout, changing slightly. Yeah, it's like three through nine or so or one chunk. And then we get um, we get a little more solidified in the next ten years, but then again we we hit HD season twenty and the Simpsons movie, and then we lock we lock in even harder. All this changes. Then now Spider Pig is a pet sometimes. Yes. Sometimes. Every now and again. <laughs> We'll occasionally do an episode about it to remind you that he lives in the backyard. <laughs> but only when we draw him. Um, so I mentioned that my favorite thing was the pagan short. Do you have a favorite thing, whether short or a specific joke? I think for me, it's the specific joke that's really out of character for Homer. And Bart jumps. Homer going, what is the past tense? One, thinking about the fact that he doesn't know what the past tense is, which is slightly out of character. Um, and even if he did, in modern Simpsons, the way the joke would go is you would hear him talking to himself. Like you'd do that thing where it would zoom into his face, mm -hmm. and then it would zoom up to the top of his head, and then it would zoom back down to him, and then zoom up back to his head, and he'd have this argument. And then he would look down, and Bart would be on the floor, unconscious. <laughs> Like, that's how that joke would be told in modern Simpsons. Yeah. But him going off, grabbing the dictionary and going, it's like, well, what do you know? They're both right. Leaped <laughs> and left. Like, it's just, they're both right. Huh. And just being curious about learning. Just <laughs> at all. It's unexpected because of the 29 years after this. Exactly. I think having watched, if a, it's jarring both ways, you know, whether you, if, let's say there's somebody out there, and a, they may exist, who's just a really big fan of Tracy Ullman, <laughs> right? They love Tracy Ullman, they watch Tracy Takes On on HBO, they watch, they're watching the new series, and they, they catch these things like, what are these shows of The Simpsons? And they've never seen a single episode of The Simpsons, but all they remember of The Simpsons are these one-minute to two-minute shorts, and that's all they know. <laughs> and then they come in and they watch a season 28 episode and go, this is the same thing <laughs> as this? And there This is the longest-running show? There may be that person out there somewhere um, but then there's the, those people who've been watching The Simpsons, but never have gone back to look at those original shorts. And I think that they may have that Troy McClure reaction that he had in 
the episode I mentioned in season seven, where they show good night and they cut back to Troy McClure and he's staring off with this look of what the heck did I just watch? <laughs> and then he looks and realizes the camera's on him and then he goes, ha ah, ha 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 and laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> It's a beautiful moment, just like, what the heck is that? And then realizing that people, the camera's back on him. So it is drawing, but I think it's worthwhile as Simpsons fans to go back to that to see where they came from, how they started. I, I certainly agree, and I hope that whenever The Simpsons ends, whether it's season 30 or beyond, that they do like a victory lap of... I don't know, best Simpsons writers inviting people back or something. Something to do some kind of inspirational, backward-looking final season that includes Simpsons shorts as part of it. Like, mm. I would watch this an episode where they did, they redid, like, their best 18 shorts in the modern Simpsons style. That'd be fine. Hmm. Not or a lot maybe of... adding a new twist or new joke. That might be fun. That might be fun. You're welcome, you Simpsons writers. <laughs> I was about to say, job done. <laughs> we'll take our royalties and candy. <laughs> or at least I will. I can't speak for Chris. Royalties and candy? Zoidberg traded a sandwich for stock. That's, that's true. That's true. For your homework time, we are going to be revisiting something from my childhood to see if it still holds up. Having gone to several movies recently that were slightly billed as family films um, and having taken my family and my four-year-old son, Jack, to go see these films to see how they've affected him, I thought it might be fun to look back on something that I thought was awesome as a kid and to see if it is still awesome as an adult. And I think this is something that you, Mackenzie, have not seen yet. No, I have never seen this movie, although many people have told me to watch it. So, dear listeners of Writers Get Animated, get your hands on a copy of Disney's The Black Cauldron. And watch it. That would be the next part of it. So the that's, first part... That's the call to action. The first part is get, get, the, get the movie. And then the second is watch it for homework time. Your homework is actually just to buy the movie. Just buy it. Because how are we ever going to get the remake or sequel unless Disney shows people are interested in it? Doesn't always work. Didn't work with Gargoyles. Just saying, still bitter. Anyway, as always, thank you to our engineer, Nigel Catino, and to Jacob Reed for our theme music. Catch us on the web. Let us know what you think about The Simpsons early shorts on Twitter, WG Animated, on Facebook.com slash WG Animated, and look for show notes and possibly links to lots of things that you can watch on our writersgetanimated.tumblr.com. We must be really great podcasters. Mm. <laughs> Good.
Good night, everybody. That was creepy. Good night, everybody. <laughs>